Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Nothing But The Truth with your host, Evan Brooks, and your co-host, Mr. 910. How are you doing today, Mr. 910? I'm doing lovely, doing good. Yes. That's great, man. That is great. Now, for callers, if you want to get in on the show, the number is 646-716-7911. But before we even do that, let me give out the mission statement because a lot of people are like, what is this all about? And you still need to know what this is all about. Let me give out the information. Nothing But The Truth is our radio show that talks about relationships and the issues that can happen when trying to start one, 
trying to get out of one or currently in one. We also talk about real issues that are going on between sexes and how to change it around. Are you trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right and keep ending up with the loser? Are you trying to figure out why things keep going wrong? If you say yes, then you're at the right place. And nothing but the truth, we're going to give you truthful advice that will help you get the relationship you want to be in and maintain it. Thank you, Miss Lisa. Thank you so much. But before we even start, y'all do need to listen to the news, and that's very important. A lot of people don't have the news. They don't get time to listen to the news. So now you have time to listen to the news. First off, Mr. 910 is going to talk to you about the situation that's been going on around the world. So I don't want y'all to get scared or anything like that. Y'all just need to find out. Now, this is talking about Hillary Clinton, and he's about to bring that up on y'all. Here we go. Hostages taken at Clinton, New Hampshire office. In Rochester, New Hampshire, a man claiming to have a bomb walked into Hillary Rodman Clinton campaign office Friday and took hostages. Police and witness said the man initially released two hostages, a woman and a child. A second woman was later freed, and some news reports said a third woman was released as well. Captain Paul Callahan of the Rochester Police Department said police still had a fluid hostage situation late Friday afternoon, but he refused to elaborate. The man had what appeared to be a bomb strapped to himself, said Bill Shaheen, a top Clinton State campaign official, official. Hopefully they're going to negotiate this so no one gets hurt, Shaheen told WMUR-TV in Rochester. WNBC-TV in New York quoted law enforcement sources as saying the man wanted to speak with Clinton. The man who was not identified by name is known to local authorities and has behaved erratically in the past. A source told NBC News, Pete Williams, the source who was not identified, told Williams the man went to a local hardware store earlier Friday where he apparently bought some of the material he wore into the campaign office. The man apparently bought role flares, according to a local resident who spoke with the relative of the man. Clinton, who was in Washington, D.C., canceled a speaking engagement and was meeting with staffers. She did not respond publicly to the reported demands. But her campaign, her campaign issued this statement. We are in close contact with state and local authorities and are acting at, at their direction. We will release additional details as appropriate. Witness described the white male as in his 40s with salt and pepper hair. WMUR-TV quoted a woman, Leti Zitiki, saying she spoke to someone who said she had just been released by the man. A young woman with a six-month or eight-month-old infant came rushing into the store just, just in tears, and she said, you need to call 911. A man had just walked into the Clinton office, opened his coat, and showed us a bomb strapped to his chest with duct tape. Police surrounded the building, evacuated the media area, and placed other buildings, including a nearby school, under lockdown. There are, shell, there are sharp shooters on the roof, and police are negotiating with someone in the building. Another witness told WMUR-TV, Workers for Senator Barack Obama's campaign office in Rochester also evacuated. A campaign spokesman said, the office four doors away from Clinton's, Stafford and John Elwood's office, 
a few buildings away, evacuated as well. Located 75 miles north of Boston in neighboring Massachusetts, Rochester, is home to 30,117 people and is site of one of 16 of Clinton offices in the state, according to Clinton campaign website. Well, you know my thoughts about that, Mr. 910. I think that's totally crazy. You know, if that was the brother, man, he would have got his ass shot right there on the spot. And the police would have tased him, shot him up, beat him down with the baton. You know, another body king beat down. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, some of y'all think, you know, this might think, you know, I'm crazy and stuff. But I think she probably was just doing that to get someone out there to get her some more attention for free because she's slipping in the points already. Barack Obama right now is on top. Now, he's in looking the margin of error, but he's on top right now. So he's stepping his game up, and she's getting upset, don't know what to do. He even told a dude to take off his ad because he couldn't figure out the health care plan. And he told, you know what, why don't you prove me wrong? How about that? You know, he checked her. So, I mean, it's all good. But before we go to the next article, I have another caller coming in, 773. Are you there? Yes, this is Shotown. Oh, Shotown, what's up, man? What's up? Waiting on your... Favorite lady, DT, did you get in touch with her? <laughs> I tried to, um, but she hasn't uh, been on all day, I guess. So. Oh, well. We can still do the show. Hold on. Let's finish doing this news article real quick. we got two more. Yeah, go go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Now with other news, Mr. Normal Zero, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, uh, hmm, about this incident with Rodney King. That's right, y'all. Rodney King's back in the news again. And Charlie's got the first scoop. Excuse me. Mr. Nine Zero has the first scoop. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start that off right now. Yo, what's up, Evan? I got another crazy story, man. You know, Rodney King, he got his, you know, tell what last time of the policeman, you know, back in the early 90s, well, midnight, early 90s. And that made you beat down. But how about, man, this dude got shot in the ass, man? I'm like, dang. Well, let me get you on the story. Now, this happened in a place called Rialto, Calif- Rialto California. <laughs> Rodney King, whose 1991 police beating sparked widespread rioting in Los Angeles and other USC, was recovering Thursday after being slightly wounded by gunfire. Rialto, California Police Department Sergeant Sergeant Don Lewis said King was grazed on his face, arms, back, and torso. The wound was superficial. A shotgun was believed to have been the weapon used. Lewis said that after King was shot Wednesday night, he rode his bicycle from San San Bernardino to his home in Rialto before calling police about 11.40 p.m. Information on possible suspects or the hospital where King was treated were not immediately available. Amateur video catcher King's beating after Los Angeles police officers stopped him for speeding March 3, 1991. Police beat King repeatedly, delivering 56 baton blows and six kicks, causing, causing school fractures and brain and kidney damage. Four officers were charged with assault with a deadly weapon and excessive use of force, but were acquitted of state charges on April 29, 1992. The three days of rioting that followed left 55 people dead and 2,000 injured. There were 12,000 arrests and about $1 billion in property damage in Los Angeles. Two of the officers, Sergeant 
Stacey Coon and Officer Lawrence Powell were later convicted of federal civil rights violations. Since then, King has had a harmful, has had a handful of run-ins with the law, including a guilty plea in 2004 to driving under the influence of a controlled substance and reckless driving. Okay. Yeah, man. Robert King, man. He got, he need to leave down California, actually. <laughs> That's my opinion. So, okay. man, they, they trying to get your ass. <laughs> You're going to be down again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's getting crazy already. But let's go on to the last one because I know a lot of people uh, is wanting to get to the point. We're going to get to the point. We got one more. Now, y'all will probably think this is crazy, but it's true. And I'm not going to lie about this one. Mr. No One Zero did get this one in. I know this ain't major news, but it is important because we're dealing with crazy people out here every day. But he's going to read this last one right here, and I'm going to give you my thoughts about it. Here it goes. Yo, Evan, man. I don't know what's wrong with this world today. It's getting crazy and crazy, man. This is crazy. You hear about, man, this lady? Dabbing, um, well, actually, it's his aunt. This 12-year-old boy getting his eyes stabbed out by his aunt. It's crazy, man. But listen to this. This happened in Lauderdale, Florida. All right? Authorities in Lauderdale said a 12-year-old boy was stabbed in both eyes by a family member. Police said his aunt stabbed him around 1 a.m., but authorities were not notified for another 10 hours. The cause of the attack and the reason for the, the delay to contact authorities are not yet known. But police said the aunt also injured her own eye. She and the boy are being treated at Broward General Medical Center. Their conditions are not yet known. Now, that's crazy, man. That's, that's ridiculous, man. I don't know what we're getting into, man. <laughs> Cocaine, hell of a drug, man. <laughs> Dude, you know I have to applaud you on that, because that is... <laughs> to understand that it's really not... Too hard. You do have a lot of people out here do some crazy shit, and I just think you know people need to keep it real. Don't hurt your nephew. I don't know what the boy did. And I hope we find more information about it, but it's just crazy. But now we're about to get into the show. And uh, again, if you want to call in, the number is six four six seven one six seven nine one one. We have Shy Town on the other end. He's about to lay us down with the game. We got some questions for him because we did our research. And this dude's been talking about this stuff for quite a while. And it's very it's very easy to listen to him because he can stand out and tell you what's going on. It's not hard, which I really do need to ask these questions. And it's called, what do you want from this? That is the most important question anyone can ask before starting a relationship. Find out why people tend to avoid this question and others front you know, when they are asked this question, when it's time to interact with someone on an intimate level. Well, let me go ahead and bring him in. Mr. Chi-Town, how are you doing? I'm all right. How about you guys? We're doing great, man. We're just chilling here. We're going to make the show go, man. We got, man, we got a lot of stuff to cover. 
Let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, I'm gonna let Mr. Nine One Zero point out. You know what? Let me let me start out and ask you. You know, why do you think people avoid that question? What do you want from this? I mean, it's quite simple. Uh, fear. I mean, from from the man's point of view, you know, most guys um, when when they're first interacting with a woman, when they're first dating a woman, you know. The initial attraction is a, a physical one. So, obviously, if he's physically attracted, he will want sex, you know, upon the onset, you know, of the relationship or or the uh, arrangement, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of guys are afraid to, you know, state their intentions and tell these women what they really want because they've, they've been taught that, in order to um, get in the good graces of women and to get in bed with them, that you have to present yourself as a as a nice guy or as, as chivalrous or as a gentleman instead of just telling her that you really don't desire a long-term relationship. And, and a lot of men have this misconception that women will um, women just want men who are interested in long-term relationships who aren't interested in casual sex, and that if you merely mention um, sex way too early, that she's going to be instantly turned off. So that's that's the reason on the men's part. On the women's part, however, it it may be the exact opposite. Maybe she's come across a guy like myself (laughs) (laughs) who told her up front that, I really don't want a relationship at this point in my life that I'd uh, rather, you know, engage in casual sex, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that may not be exactly what she's looking for, but she may be horny. She um, she may be thinking, well, if I put this on him, I could change his mind or I could change him altogether. So she'll go ahead and uh, go through with it and not let her let him know, no, nah, you know what, this ain't going to work out because, you know, your your wants and my wants are totally conflicting. Mm. That's true. That's so true right there. Now, we have some questions. I'm going to let Mr. 910 pop up some questions, man. He, the thing is how we're going to do is this. I, he's got the, the questions for the, you know, the first date, and I got questions for marriage, you know, marriage you know, before you even get married, on the first date questions. He's going to ask them, and then he's going to say, you know, what do you think about it? And, you know, explain. All right. Okay, Mr. 910, go ahead. Uh, the first question is, what is the sort of relationship you are looking for and why? And that's what I have here is that, according to some relationship experts, this is the most important question to ask on a first date. Once this is asked, it is out there, making it evident to you what you are getting into. You put your profile on the dating site. In your profile, you clearly mention that you are looking for a committed relationship. Now, after you meet someone who is positive, you have to pop the big question into the answer, into the conversation. Your tone must not be... Um, inconsistental or confrontational, after you get the answer, you must double-check by asking why. 
These are good questions on the first date because you don't know, you don't want to go on a boat ride with both of you rowing in opposite directions. Do you agree with that, Mister Mister Shytown? I I I agree with the uh, mere notion that you let the you let the woman, or if you're a woman, you let the man know up front what it is that you expect, what it is that you want. But at the same time, we have a lot of people out here who are um, who are not honest about what they want. You know, there's a lot of women out here in in every MySpace and every uh, Black Planet and every whatever dating site uh, profile that you may have, I see from most of the women that they want committed relationships. And I know some of these women personally. <laughs> they they want they don't want anything. <laughs> they want everything but a committed relationship when you meet them. <laughs> so it, it all depends on, um, you know, getting a feel for that person and um, and trying to figure out what it is that they really want. Because, yeah, people may say in their profile, I want a committed relationship, just like men may say, well, I, I want that special woman that I can read poetry to all night and, and uh, rub her feet all night. But in, in reality, a lot of those guys are lying too. So not only is it, not only is it important to tell these people what, what you really want, you know, and be upfront about it and be unapologetic about it, but it's, it's a, it's necessary, you know, because yeah, she may have said she may have said that she may want a relationship or that she wants one in her profile, but when she meets you, that that all may change. She may see you as um, if she if she does have some interest in you, she may see you as someone that she would deal with on a short short term casual basis, and a lot of men don't realize that. Women put us in categories just like we put them in categories based upon what we what kind of vibe we uh, get from them on the first date. So I definitely agree, but, you know, are we doing it is, is most important. And in my opinion, we're definitely not being up front as, as much as we could be. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. I'm telling you, a lot of people be front like they say they want things and then they do something else playing around with time, man. Yeah. I tell people, we don't have time to play. A lot of wasted time, too, man. Yeah. I agree with that with Mr. 910 and what you said. You know, I'm going you know, to get my music going while we play, you know, because, you know, I want to get the mood going. But let's go to the next question. All right. The next question. What do you think is the biggest mistake that men, women, make in their relationships? That's what you said. I mean, it, it all it all uh, falls upon um, the first two questions. The biggest mistake men make, men and women make, actually, is at the beginning of the relationship. Men men don't aren't, um, and, and this is what I gather from um, my emails, from uh, you know questions that I get on um, MySpace, Yahoo Answers, etc. Men are afraid to be up front and and let these women know what it is that they want. I mean, they're they're apprehensive about asking women out, but then when they finally get the date with them, they're apprehensive about telling them what they really want. And by doing this, you set yourself up to be manipulated. 
because the the um being vague with women and being and um trying to hide your desires and everything it's only going to set you up to be um manipulated by them and and um screwed over you know whether it be gold digging or emotionally et cetera so it's definitely letting women know what it is that you desire from you know at the onset. That way she has no room to really, well, the, the complaint that I get from a lot of men is that women are gold diggers. Well, how's she going to gold dig if you tell her that you want to put jam your dick up her ass and she's like, uh, oh, oh, okay, uh, first take me to uh, take me to the five-star, um, the first five-star restaurant, then buy me an outfit. How's she going to sound saying that, <laughs> you know? I mean, she's going to sound like a prostitute, you know, which which is something she don't want to sound like unless she actually is one. So by being up front, you know, you leave that room for, for manipulation and wiggling. You know, you leave them no room to use, to use that uh, vagueness because a lot of manipulative women, they thrive in ambiguity. And, and so so do men, but women are just so much better at you know playing men when when um in in the deceptive game. Because yep. women are more subtle, you know. Women are more patient. Um, a lot of guys these days are effeminate horn dogs, and that's a dangerous combination. You know, at, at, at some point they start thinking emotionally, and they and they start thinking, okay, well, I'm. I'm going to drop a few dollars here and there to see if I can get some, you know, puss, instead of just letting him know up front that's what he wants. But who knows? She may want the same thing right then and there. Or she may not want anything, which I find hard to believe, but it it happens. <laughs> some people know what they want, man. Yeah, yeah you know, and that's another thing, you know, Sometimes you're going to come across that woman who doesn't know what she wants. And, you know, it may sound a, a little sexist, may sound a little chauvinistic, but sometimes you have to tell them what it is that they really want. You know, I mean, they're not sitting up in front of you for nothing. And and, and they're saying, I don't know, I don't know, I, um, it depends. I, uh, I usually... No, they're not sitting up in front of you for nothing, and they're and and um, they don't they they have an idea of what they want, and I'm willing to um say that most women do know what they want that night, but they don't want to come off looking appearing to be um promiscuous or or whorish or whatever. So they they try to uh, hide that stuff from you, so you don't think any less of them for being up front. Because let's face it, it's a taboo in this society for women to be up front about their desires. While I like women who are up front, a lot of men still are playing the game of uh, bullshitting themselves, saying, "Well, if women are up front, then that means they're hoes." and Mama told me to get a good girl and all the other shit. But look, they be fiending. That's all that is. You know, they fiending just like everyone else is fiending. Exactly. <laughs> Shoot. So, Mr. 910, what do you think? 
Yeah, I can agree, you know, what you're talking about, you know. But, like, the answer to his question was real. What turns him her off about people and what are his her ideas about men and women? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're going to go to the next question as well now. All right. What are the qualities of your ideal relationship? Now, would you <laughs> ask that question, Mr. Shawshank, or someone? Actually, I wouldn't. And the reason why... It's because, you know, people are going to say one thing, but have you noticed that most people do another all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone, like everyone's a Christian in this country, but I, I'm willing to bet that only 30% of them actually pick up a Bible. You know, that's if they go to church. Most churchgoers, we all know, don't pick up a Bible. You know, that's why they're always scammed out of tithes and offerings and stuff like that every single Sunday, but that's another story. You know, a whole even the woman. You know, it it goes back to uh, the taboos in the society. Even the woman who really wants the casual sex arrangement, who who really wants to get down and dirty with you on the first date, isn't gonna admit. Well, all I want you to do is come in the, in my apartment with a hard dick and a six pack. You know. <laughs> I mean, all, she's she's gonna obviously say, well, I want a, a a compassionate, sensitive, nice guy who cares about me, who who paints my finger toe, I mean, who paints my toenails and my fingernails, and who who uh, buys me cards and reads me poetry, and, and and you look back on and you have her describe some of the guys that she's been out with and. They've been anything but that, <laughs> you know. That that's why I think that that question really isn't that important because people are going to answer it in such a way to make themselves look better, and that goes for men too. You know, what man going to say, "Yo, girl, I want me a hood rat. I want me a bitch that's going to suck my dick right now," and, and, and just <laughs> it's not going to happen. There you go. Well, I do. I'll ask the question to see what they say, and then write that down, like memorize it. Whoever you know, you don't have to write it down. Literally, be like a detective, but see what they say, and then see how things turn out, and you know, use that. Say, look, this is what you say you wanted. Now, now you call me a liar. Just <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, because like you said, they might say something, and it might not be. Oh, this is like an interview. Just a job. Person might say something, and they do totally different. So I'm, I'm very professional. But they got that fly open and smelling like liquor at the interview. And you looking at them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I asked that question before. That was that time when that girl was talking about that she had those abortions. I was like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, well, why do you do it? Oh, because she had too many babies. So I figured I'd just get an abortion. Well, you knew that before you dated them, right? Yeah. But I'm looking for a great man. <laughs> like, oh hell no! What an injection button on this car at? <laughs> I mean, what, what woman said that she's looking for a womanizer? What woman's gonna say that? <laughs> you know? it, it's crazy. They gonna say, "Uh, just another question." My bad. Another question. <laughs> All right, next question. Would you ask, um, you know, the person you're seeing, 
Have you ever had your heart broken? Pardon me? Can you repeat you that question? That, we asked that person, um, have you ever had your heart broken? Me, personally, I wouldn't because I figure if you're around my age and, and been dating, you had at least a few uh, relationships, you probably didn't have your heart broken once. I think everyone has, and, you know, and hopefully I, I I hope that whoever has had their heart broken in the society has used it as, uh, you know, has turned into something positive and learned something from it and moved on without um, w- without holding any bitterness or resentment towards, uh, you know, that being carried into the next relationship. Okay. I probably wouldn't ask the question either. I mean, yeah. Okay, I mean, to me, because, you know, like you say, of course someone's going to get their heart broken. There ain't no one flawless up in here. Heart <laughs> uh, uh, broken one or two times. Yeah. Next question, Mr. 910. All right. What scares you the most about opening your heart to your partner? That question right there, would you ask that? I would. Hmm. I mean, me personally, you know, first dates for me are a little bit more lighthearted. So I, I probably wouldn't ask that question on the first date. I probably wouldn't ask. What, what would be the best time to ask that one, like, Third, fourth date. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's you know you got me stumped right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister Nine One Zero came up with some deep questions, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what what's your thoughts about Mister Nine One Zero? Well, this question is uh, to break the defenses of your date. And lay his, you know, or her feelings bare, so that you can grow closer emotionally. That's some deep stuff, man. I never thought of it like that. One thing that scares me about open my heart to an individual, just say y'all decide to get together, y'all kick it, you know, y'all boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You know, when you open your heart to her, you know, you know you, that's why they will know your weakness and stuff, and they got you trapped on how to get you and stuff, you know, in case they don't want you no more. You know, they know how to get you, man. Yeah. I've been there before, you know. Yeah. They know how to, you know, you can be a real good guy. Real good guy, loving sweet guy, you know, do the right thing. But they, man, if I got him, he's too nice, and I can do anything with him, you know. And they put you to the curb for somebody else, you know. And you sitting there crying, heartbroken, you know, like, why, why? <laughs> yeah. But, but here, I, I do have a question, though. Um, let, let's say um, you're the recipient of that question from a particular young lady uh, on the first date. You've probably gone out, spent about 20, 30 minutes together, whatever. And she pops that question to you. How are you going to respond to that? How 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 would that make you? What would be the first thing that's going through your mind when she asks that question? Hey, I'd be like, dang, why you had to ask that for? No. <laughs> I mean, exactly, because, you know, let, let's say you guys are, you know, the vibe is pretty cool. You, you guys are uh, having a good time, you know, just getting acquainted and everything. And then all of a sudden she just drops that bombshell on you. It, no matter how, no matter how um, good that woman is at that point in your mind, once she asks that question, it, it really brings down the vibe of the date. And you know, I I think that's the same way. Uh, you know, when females receive that question, they're gonna be thinking, well, 
Jeez, is he over his last relationship? Yeah. Uh, does right. he have any baggage to bring into this relationship? But then again, I, I really don't know when I would ask that question because, you know, personally, I can't think of a time I've ever asked it. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the next question. All right. Next question. Has any book or movie made an impact on you? I see that as a psychological question right there. Like, see how they think. What about you, Shot Now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I want to know what women are asking me these questions. <laughs> I have people ask me that question before. Like, what's your favorite movie? You know, why was it? Um, Man. <laughs> Well, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll read into it more than what it is. You know, if it's a favorite movie question, I mean, it, it all depends on what I'm gathering from that woman uh, on on that first date. Well, I or, feel like, you like, you know, uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, what you like about that movie? You know, and they'd be like, you know, when Ray Ray got shot, I cried, and Baby Boy, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I now, I ain't going to lie, if I discover that, you know, some woman's uh, favorite movie is Baby Boy, I'm going to be scratching my head a little bit. <laughs> like, damn, I mean, have, have you have you ever been exposed to anything besides, um, you know, hood delicacy? You know, that would be my thing, but other than that, <laughs> wow. yeah, That's an interesting point you brought up there. Yeah. That has happened to before. I saw crazy girls. Like, like uh, what was that movie, Stomp the Yard, when Chris Brown got shot? All the girls down here were crying. Like, oh, Chris Brown got shot. Ah! I'm like, yeah. damn, it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably just walk off right then and there, like, you know. I'd be like, you know what? My mama calling me. <laughs> I think I need to clean my room. <laughs> hey, again, y'all, if y'all want to get in on the show, call me now. The number is 646-716-7911. We're chatting with Mr. Chi-Town Flawless here, also with Mr. 910, and your host, Mr. Evan Brooks, which is me. And we're just sitting here, and we asking these questions, some important questions, you know, that you might want to consider asking when you're on your first date. I ain't saying that you have to ask all these, but you can consider to ask some of these. Let's go on to the next one, Mr. 910. Right. What is the most annoying thing that someone could do to you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you two things, actually. You know, one, once the first thing was which made me uh, not go on dinner dates or uh, meal dates uh, on the first date, is when women have horrible eating habits. Like, I remember, you know, some years ago, I went out with this uh, young lady, took her to IHOP, and this chick ordered some uh, pancakes with some, you know, whipped cream on them, some strawberries, and et cetera. And she ordered some hash browns or something else, some, some uh, meat or whatnot. All I know is, when she got her plate, all that lady likeness went out the window. Dang. Uh, all of a sudden, 
this chick was a Tasmanian devil on on that play. I mean, she came out looking like Kobayashi in the hot dogging contest, oh. except, except with whipped cream and, and uh, pancake particles on her face, you know. Damn. Looked like she just died into a pie-eating contest or something. And that turned me off right there. Cause, you know, I, I don't like people with disgusting eating habits. Well, that that happened to me, man. I brought this girl back to my place. Mm-hmm. Man, she was like, you know, you a bad hoe. Don't be on bad hoes. I mean, you supposed to feed me. I said, oh, oh. hell. I thought I got some old hot dogs on the third. No, I want that. I want to eat that. And you ain't going to believe this, man. Bread had motor, she ate it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I did. I was like, man, I can't get on. Yeah, yeah. I was for real. I was scared. Man, I'm like, you eating a whole hot dog out of the odor. I've been in there for like three weeks, man. I can't. Like, <laughs> damn, don't tell her what else she next to you about. Then she looked at me like, tell me, you got some onions. <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, oh, hey. Man, I got to get out of here, man. I, mean, I got to go. What do you mean? Why are you rushing for? I, I got some homework to do. No. <laughs> Those are those days before I, I understand. <laughs> you just can't have everyone at your house. <laughs> 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 that shit scared me. <laughs> Mr. Donald Zero, what's your thoughts about it? Man, if she like that, man. She ain't gonna tell what she nasty about, man. Well, I, I mean, after, oh. after the question goes that, would you ask the person about what annoys them, that pet peeves? As far as yeah, I ask them. I yeah. ask them, too, so yeah. that way I, you should know better. Like, yeah, girl, so I know how to do it, you know? Yeah. Mm. I mean, the only, the only problem I have with, with, with that question, though, is, you know, is asking them what annoys you, which would not. A lot, when you tell people what annoys you and everything, you know, all of a sudden, people start modifying that behavior instead of giving you the real um, them. You know, like that person may have a volatile temper, and that may be your per- your pet peeve, people who can't control the temper. And while, yeah, on that first date, you know, you know, he doesn't show that side of him or she doesn't show that side of her, you know, after a little while, after exchanging a few orgasms, you know, later on down the line, people start getting comfortable and start showing them the real them, you know, maybe two or three months later. That's well, true. Well, by by allowing them to hide that uh, aspect of their personality, you're setting yourself up to waste two, three, four, five, six months, or with some people six years, into something that you could have found out about, you know, within two or three days. Okay. So that's my thoughts on it. All right. All right. Um, Good answer. Let's go to the next question. All right. If you could have any job in the world, what would it be? Any job. <laughs> yeah, well, you consider asking that person that question right there. Um, I never have, to be honest with you, but I don't see uh, with the, you know, why would um, I don't see anything wrong asking a question such as that? Though I think that's a very important question. Where at the location where I'm at, because some people are like, hey, I just plan on getting me a rich nigga. <laughs> you like, huh? <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> and, and see, I, I would like to start, figure that out. You know, within the first date or so, 
you know, within the first 10 minutes if I could or, you know, the first minute or whatever, you know, that and if that brought that kind of response, I would drop her right away. To uh, Mr. Nolan, what you think? Hmm, sorry, I have to ask that person that question. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think it's looking into seeing if they got any goals in life or anything like what they want to hit going in life. Wait, yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Huh? I mean, but you have to just think about I me mean, if you want to pop that question. Let's go to the next one. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, besides exchange orgasms with some chick. <laughs> now, you want to say that's a lady with you. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, I like to train the orgasms. <laughs> I, like, oh, I mean, I, I bite. <laughs> it oh depends my God. On, I just bite. Okay. I am pretty bold. So, you know, it depends on what kind of vibe I'm getting from that date. Now, she's talking about she's celibate. I'm going to just go right into it right away so I just don't waste my time. You know, because a lot of people who be celibate, who be celibate, you know, some people be celibate for good reasons, but some women be celibate because they're sexually undisciplined and they figure that this vow of celibacy will cleanse them out and, uh, you know, make them appear to be more of a uh, viable dating candidate than uh, other women. But, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I, I like to discuss sex as soon as possible, you know. But, hmm, favorite activity, favorite hobbies, you know, if I'm asking that question, I'm I'm just, you know, trying to get a response most times. Now, they now they start talking some off-the-wall stuff, like, you know, I like to kick it with the GDs and, and, and uh, you know, and, and blow on a bag of herb, you know, that, that ain't cutting it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, be off, <laughs> yeah, cut her off for real. Because if you don't, she will get you. She will get you big time. And a lot of people are like, "What are you talking about?" This true, man. She will get you. Yeah, the, the, the weed head chicks and them hustling. Chicks, oh God, they will get you before anybody. <laughs> <laughs> they they will get you. I was watching the show with weed head. I say, what, "What's up with you?" And I'm like, "Where you go?" So I'm trying to be in this uh, nursing program. I failed because I couldn't, you know, I passed the test, but I couldn't pass the drug test. Damn. What the hell? I can't yeah. stop that weed. It's good. Yeah, because then, then, you know, later on down in life, you know, you may need her to get a job. Y'all probably have two kids, and, you know, and and she can't get a job because of of um her lack of discipline, which is what it, what it really is. Because she can't leave the herb alone, hell no, she got to go. Yeah, that's true. She do need to go. And, oh, and you know, men don't want to be dealing with that kind of problem. And, ladies, you don't want to be dealing with that kind of problem with men either. Now, I understand that, you know, there there is some adversity. There's some, um, you know, things that the person has to go through when they have an addiction of any kind. But, you know what, that's not your problem. That's their responsibility to... Um, you know, get themselves straightened out before they step to you or any other person. So that's my thoughts on it. Well, I think the Reverend wants to say something about that as well, too. Uh, let me see if I can get the Reverend on the line real quick. Reverend, are you there? Are you there, Reverend? Hold on, I can't hear you. Are you there? 
can't hear you. Can you speak up, Sarah, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can find him. Oh, he, that's what he said. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, bro. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> he was simmering over there, like. <laughs> next question. What is the biggest mistake that people make on a first date? Oh, they. That's that's quite. There's a lot of mistakes, you know. You got you got the person who pours their heart out on the first date, and who said who who tells the person all their business. Like that's what the girl did. She told me everything, man. <laughs> How she yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you. I mean, this person. You gotta remember, this person. Even though you you're interested in having sex with her, or in in the women's case, you you're interested in having sex with that guy, or get possibly getting to know him, whatever. You know, that person is a complete stranger for the most part. Besides meeting her up in you know Walmart or whatever. For the most part, that's a complete stranger in front of you, and that person don't need to know all your business. I mean, and a lot of times, people when people tell their business, you know, call, calling themselves being up front with that person, they they also reveal a lot of their emotional weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Yeah. Like it was like it was uh, one young lady that you know I had um, you know talked to a while back, and she, you know she was telling me about her relationship troubles where. She she met a guy. Um, a few weeks later, they they hung out or whatever, and and um, upon meeting this guy, you know, at a club, mind you, you know, this chick starts telling them that she wants she wants to get married. She has um, you know children, and that you know she's not looking for anything else but marriage. Now. I don't know about, huh? Would you ask that question on the first date? Now, pardon me? I said, would you ask that question towards a female on the first date? As far as, you know, what was, you know, your, what what was the question again, Mr. 910? What is the biggest mistake that people make on their first date? Yeah, would you ask that that person on the date there, since you're on the first date, just to see what they said? Do you want to get married? Nah, personally, I wouldn't. You know, personally, I, I just want to keep it, you know, lighthearted. I want to keep it fun. I want to keep it jovial. I, I really don't want to drag down the first date into anything too serious. Okay. Okay. That's but, you know, but, like, just just imagine if you step into a chick at a club and all of a sudden she tells you how old she is, how many kids she got, and that she wants to get married, and you just ask her for a name. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that kind of throw you off a little bit? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I said throw me off. <laughs> I'd be like, this chick is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what she did, and, um, you know, the guy, of course, sees an opportunity, like, okay, she's emotionally... Oh, she also told the man that... Um, you know, she's been celibate for about X amount of months or whatnot. 
and and the guy said, okay, well, you know what, I'm your I'm your husband. You know, this during the first conversation they ever had. <laughs> and and then you know some some weeks and months later, she comes to realize that all he wanted was some sex, and all he wanted to do was to keep her on on the team as a booty call. Well, I I had where one girl told me she wanted raw. Oh man, and. <laughs> Like I prefer it that way. I let five. I let four dudes hit it raw. Ah, <laughs> see, that's another reason why I don't go on dinner dates. If I heard that shit, I'd probably choke on something. She <laughs> <laughs> she throwing a hit and a half, but hell no. <laughs> like, like, damn! I just told you I like the outfit, you know. <laughs> Dude, and they, and they talking about that. Yeah, it, it's it's some it's some real colorful people out here. I tell you, it, you know, with both genders. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, this this ask this next question. I I want to take over on this one right here. Uh, all right. The question, if you was to ask a person this, what do you look for in a guy? Or a girl, you know, because this is a show for both females and males. Was you right? Ask right, my my partner in crime, DC, was supposed to come on here, you know. But I know, I think she might have hid in the woods somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, but would would you consider asking that question when you're on a date? You know, you know, I can sum it up like I'm out on a date with this girl. I'll be like, you know, what are some of the things that you look in? For a man, you know, what do you look for, guys? As far as you know, dating them. Would you ask them questions? Me personally, you know, I wouldn't because a lot again, a lot of women, you know, say that they're looking for one thing, but they're looking, but they're really looking for another. Mm-hmm. I mean, no woman wants to say that they're looking for a, a guy to, uh, you know, come in their face and then leave. You know, they they obviously <laughs> gonna say they obviously gonna say the the general things. You know, the the I I want a guy who's special, who's warm, who's loving, mm. who opens doors, and you know, I mean now now to everything that I do say, there are a few exceptions. I'm just talking about you know what majority of women do. There are some women who will tell you straight up, you know, I want you to fuck me. Right in my pussy right now, but damn, you know. But that's that's maybe like one out of thirty, maybe. So I, I I don't I really don't ask that question because you know I found out you know in years past that I'd never give a, get an honest answer from that. And then what I found myself doing was I started altering my behavior to try to fit that mold and. You know, some of the women really weren't feeling that. You know, I'm willing to say maybe 50 or 60% of women weren't really feeling that once I made that change, that adjustment in my behavior and trying to present themselves, present myself as a, the type of guy that they said that they wanted. And then, you know, sometimes I'll find out that the chick was screwing guys who um, were anything but those qualities that she mentioned, you know, after me. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, let me ask Mister Nine One Zero. What's your thoughts about it? Uh, 
the little one, the guy. I met, I met a girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah all day, all day. <laughs> um, Would you consider asking that question? Yeah, I ask that. So I know what they say, what she's looking for. You know, she got me. I don't know me Yeah, I would probably ask that question too because yeah. you know they might say things, but they, their actions are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louder than work because. Like I can say it again in my other shows, 90% of the communication among human beings are dealt with non-verbally. Right. She say, you know, I'm looking for a guy to be nice and say, you know what, man, mm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for some dick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and she she showed, like, I had a date with a girl, so I, I need a man to treat me right. And she just threw her titties all in my face. Yeah, hey, she was wanting me. Yeah, I got that night. Uh, That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> hey, you were a nice guy for that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I was. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go to an analytical question. You want to do that one, Mr. Nine One Zero? Well, of course. Define a truly successful relationship. Now, would you ask that person that question to see what they say? No, re- repeat that again. I, I heard the truly. Re- Successful relationship part. Define a truly successful relationship. Oh, that's, yeah. Would that's, you? I, we're asking. Yeah. Would you ask the person that on a yeah. date? Maybe not the first date, but you know, probably later on, I probably would consider asking that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to see what kind of response I get. But generally, I, I really don't like to go into anything real heavy, you know, on that first date. But, yeah, later on, I, I definitely would ask that question just to gauge a response because a lot of people have misconceptions on what a truly re- successful relationship is. A lot of people, a lot of men and women, think that surviving uh, five years of arguments is <laughs> an ex- a successful relationship, which really, that's that's a dysfunctional one. Mm. Hey, what about you, Mr. Nolan? What would you do? Ask somebody else about the female question. Yeah, would you ask? I'm like, you know, I'll wait, you know, till we keep seeing each other, get more and more involved with each other. I ask her yeah. at a later time. But not on the first day, you know, we just, yeah. first day I just ask a basic question, you know, who yeah. you, what, you know, what's your you know, yeah. so. This question right here, I think I'm going to ask right here, but I, I'm going to already tell you, I wouldn't ask about anything about that past yet. I'll let them bring this up. But the question is, what happens with your last relationship? Would you or would you not ask that question, Mr. 910? Okay, hold on. Before you even say that, guys, the show is about to cut off on the live feed on the Internet. You do need to call in. Repeat, you do need to call in the number 646 646- Seven one six seven nine one one. Again, the number is six four six seven one six seven nine one one. And as the preacher that we saw on TV say, call now, call now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I repeat the question again. What happened with your last relationship? Would you consider asking that question in a date? I, I maybe not the first date, but I I probably would uh, get around to asking that real soon. Though probably the second date, probably the third date. I mean, I definitely want to know what the last boyfriend was like. 
because a lot of times people are reflection, people who we date are a reflection of who we are, whether it be past lovers or, or uh, current ones. Mm. And the most the, the most indicative of how a person is is um, pretty much how their last boyfriend or girlfriend is, you know, what their characteristics are. You know, she's saying that he was nothing but a, a drug-dealing loser. Well, geez, if you're not a loser, why would you deal with one? Oh, that sounds so familiar. I mean, I, I I know that's been going around for years, but, you know, that's one piece of dating advice that hasn't been invalid, that hasn't been uh, mythical, and that has stood, stood the uh, test of time, and that's been very true. Yeah, yeah, that's true right there. Uh, your thoughts about you say you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I would, no, like you said, I get around to it later on eventually. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, when I do answer that question, I say if you got to ask your cocky kid some signs or something like that, you know, when she, yeah, yeah, what, what she would like in her past relationship, you know. Now I don't look for. Now we got some fun questions someone wrote down. Now, don't ask me what fun questions in. Again, y'all, before the live feed cuts out, you need to call in 646-716-7911. It should cut off in an hour, which the hour has already came. Again, 646-716-7911. Let me go on to this question. This is a fun question people consider. You know, so you know, you joke around. with nothing really funny about it. It's just a regular question. What were your life-changing moments? Would you ask the person that? Mr. Shawtown? Definitely not on the first date. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, I want to ask it on the first date in. No, me either. Okay, well, here's another one. Uh, what is the weirdest thing about you? I don't think I'll ask that question either. What is the weirdest thing about you? What is so weird about you? I, I asked that, ask that way down the line because they'll come out anyway. It'll come out eventually. Yeah, it's going to come out sooner. Believe it or not, you know, once people have sex with you, you know, all their all, – first they start to become comfortable. They're like, okay, great. This person finds me sexually appealing. I can let my guard down. I can get comfortable. And once they reach that comfort level, all their all their uh, faults, all their uh, weird habits start coming out with them, you know. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, we wait to have sex so I get to know that person, but there's never a better way to get to know a person than to have sexual relations with them and to uh, interact with them afterwards. So that's that's when the true selves come out. You know, beforehand, you know, you, you're trying to suck that gut in. You're trying to put forth your best uh, behavior possible. You know, I mean, this, this is most people here. But, yeah, the, that question I probably wouldn't ask because I probably figured that, you know, I'm going to get the true answer anyway. And, you know, one thing I see with that question is it, it's like the job interview question when um, they ask you, okay, what, what's your greatest weakness? And what do we all do? 
because we, we know that if we don't do this, we won't get hired for sure. We turn that weakness, weakness into a strengthness, <laughs> into a strength. Yeah. Or we don't have one. Out of stuff, if you know, I'm always early at work. That's one of my weaknesses because we don't get paid coming early. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, the same with her. You know, she may say that, you know, she likes to chew, you know, the weird habit that she used to have was she likes to chew her spoon after she, a plastic spoon after she, after she finished her yogurt. And, you know, now she realizes where she is and realizes that she's gotten older now and, and that she need to leave that behavior alone in the past. But then if you sleep with her, you may find her chewing on a plastic spoon like a damn maniac. But, you know, well, that's, that's another story, though. Well, what about this one? Are you cheap? Would you ask a person that, are you cheap? I know a female probably has to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get offended if a woman starts asking me that, you know. Because I'm, think, I'm thinking, she's she looking in my pockets, she trying to size me up. Hell no. Don't, ladies, do not ask no man that. Even if you are gold digging, don't ask no bullshit like that. You know, if you're going to be gold digging, be subtle about it. Because the more subtle you are, the more money he'll give. But, hell no. Nah. You ask, a woman asks me that shit, I'm leaving. Right then and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. And I, I'm not going to ask her that because I would like for her to be cheap. I'm about, yeah, I get offended too if some broad asks me that, man. I'm going to be like the minister, dude. You know, cut that, you know, cut off, man. You know, I get offended by that. Like she trying to, you know, just write out my pockets or something. Next question. Um, which is the one book that has really impressed you? The one book. I'll say there's a couple of them out there, actually. Um, there's quite a few of them. Um, there, there's my my personal favorite is uh, by Mo One. Uh, Let the women know what you're really thinking. I mean, because it's pretty much a, a book that you know that pretty much explains why it's best to just let women know what it is that you want you know, from the onset as opposed to waiting down a line or as opposed to just being a gentleman all the time and, and trying to, you know, show that person, you know, a side of you that doesn't exist. So that that book right there is is definitely the best one that I've read. Um, the Art of Mackin by Tariq Nasheed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's another good book. Yeah, I read that book. A lot of people got mad at me because I read that book at work. And, I mean, you don't need no book to talk to women. So you're saying you don't need knowledge then. Right. That's what, I mean, he's been through. That's like saying you don't need no textbook, you know, to learn how to do math. It's some, it's it's total bullshit, you know. I mean, when when people say that you don't need no book or they don't need no book, they the the main ones who need a book. They got insecurity. I mean, even though I, I feel comfortable where I am uh, as far as, uh, you know, where I am in a dating game and, and uh, how I interact with women, I still read books on uh, dating, you know, just to see 
if I get any new insight or something that maybe I didn't pick up on, you know, in my previous encounter. I mean, anything that's going to accelerate the learning curve, I think it's well worth uh, pursuing and reading about and even buying. Um, another book that I recently uh, started getting into is uh, The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. And it, it's a it's a real lengthy book. It really gets intricate on uh, different personalities of uh, different types of romancers. And, and, and uh, it goes on to explain uh, some of the, the history behind uh, some uh, great romances back in the um, in the earlier days, but you know I, I find that to be a very interesting book. Um, and then some non-dating, um, Dr. Lieberman, um, never be lied to again. I mean that book I think everybody needs to read, you know, to apply to any situation, especially dates. I mean, you could figure out, I found myself being able to figure out when women were lying, you know, instantly, you know, in these first dates, just after reading that book. And then there's another book called Instant Analysis. Man, I'm going down a list. <laughs> a lot of people need to listen to. I mean, they need to read those books for real. The people are tired of the games, but they got, there's going to be challenges. I mean, if you want to have something change, like the preacher said today, you do. You are gonna have some challenges. I mean, you, if you're tired of this BS, you're gonna have to change something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody who tells you don't pick up no new knowledge, you know, chances are they're gonna be perpetually broke and ignorant. And you don't want to listen to somebody like that. I mean, I rather for, I rather go ahead and read a terrible book than than uh, walk around this society. You know, not yearning for new knowledge or new wisdom uh, every day. You know, but but the last two books, you know, they're not on romance. They're they're basically on uh, you know just self help for uh, dealing with any situation in life. You know, remember that name, Dr. J. Lieberman. He he writes some uh, fantastic books on uh, you know day to day situations, instant analysis. You know, that, that basically it basically breaks down why you engage in uh, certain bad habits that you engage in. It's it's a fantastic book. And while even though I've read it and I haven't gotten rid of all of mine, I've gotten rid of um, a lot of mine just by reading that book. So what about you guys? What, what kind of what kind of books um have uh, impacted you guys? The Art of War. <laughs> the Art of War has impacted me a lot. Cause it's dealing with strategy on certain things. If they still apply military, but you can use an everyday life. That was what all the war was basically about. You know, it was a military book, but you apply those things in life on how people do things, how, you know, if you got something that these people are trying to get that you need to keep from them knowing, you got to act a certain way, and when the time is right, you bust out and do it. <laughs> Uh, also, I uh, I looked at I looked at the book called The Prince by Machiavelli, How to Retain Power. The meaning of power, either if it's right or wrong. And then I I did an audio book I listened to. Um, it was called The Philosopher in You, and it had me thinking. Man, I still can't stop thinking. I be 
be at home 6 o'clock in the morning up. Because <laughs> y'all do that, but make sure y'all prepare because you your, your ass is going to be up all night. I'm still up. <laughs> now, uh, what about you, 910? Well, you can read the Bible, you know, right off and now. I think Deborah right there really helped me out and, you know, impressed me. Oh, the I, I forgot to mention the Bible. I, you know what? That, that that that's a very. I mean, if you read the Bible and take it for what it is, literally, you'll realize that a lot of uh, you know. I don't mean to cut you off, but you'll realize a lot of uh, um, religious practices that are practiced in the church. You know, a lot a lot of them are in, invalid. And, you know, a lot of them are set up to uh, manipulate the parishioners. So definitely, you know, some of you may be in a good church. You know, I can I congratulate that. But make sure you're reading that Bible after that sermon. That's all I'm going to say on that one. But, you know, you, you got some other books, uh, 910? No, I'm a, I haven't gotten any lately. I don't have to be reading the Bible, but I'm going to start getting other books and stuff, reading I mean that Bible <laughs> that's several books right there. <laughs> so <laughs> I, have I don't the, blame you. I have the uh Tyreek book though. I need to do the play every play. I need to get that soon. And I, I did do Mac Tactics. I forgot to mention that Mac Tactics. Where it's like a negotiation hostage guy. Uh, he he wrote this book because he was a negotiator and he was like certain things that you would do when you talk to a person, finding things out, how to probe their mind. Like you say, if you was in a hostage situation, because this is basically dealing with dating, the dating situation, but he said, why don't I do a book about dating, about negotiation? And it's dealing with negotiation because it's about cooperation. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, when he was doing negotiations, the thing you would not say is gun. Do not tell them to put the gun down. Just say, put that thing down. Because, <laughs> you know, pictures are flashed in their head. But, I mean, it's been a minute since I read I might read, you know, go back and read it. Because he talks about how you got to have a wingman sometimes and you got a bunch of cop blockers. you got to use those wingmen. <laughs> oh, yeah, just just to keep uh, the other women distracted, you know, yeah. if, 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 if nothing else. Watch out for wolves. A lot of ladies don't like wolves. You know, you got to go in there discreet. You don't want to go in there, oh, hey, baby, you know, I want to be all over. You know, you, you mentioned comments about, you know, outfit. We try not to talk about our, our physical features, right? You know, just play nice with it. You know, be sweet with it. Not, I ain't talking about funny sweet. I'm just talking about be, be sweet with the game. A lot of people just like, wow, you know, because I've read it, and they work for me. You know, I ask people different questions. I use some of those probe questions to find out how they were thinking. And they look at me like, huh? Because, you know, I ask them, can they bring to the table? And both books, Tyreek and Chief books say, you know, what can you bring to the table? And, uh, you know, Mac Taxes, what can you bring to the table? And you deal with a person say, I don't got nothing to bring to the table, and that's all you're going to get. You can immediately walk away, both of them. Walk away. Yeah. Don't be trying to change anyone. But I, I think that's our show. We were going to talk about marriage, but I think I'm going to say that for another show. Now, Evan, before you get into the next uh, topic, um, 
this this list of books. Um, are you going to have it available for the um, the Nothing But the Truth uh, Facebook group? I can't hear you. Repeat that one more time. The uh, list of books that we uh, discussed. Are we going to have that uh, posted on the uh, Facebook group? I'm going to see what I can do this week by posting it up, like you say. Because uh, I'm about to go back and if I ain't write it down, I'm about to go back and listen to it and write them down. Yeah, because, I mean, I'll, I'll just send you an email of uh, mine, you know, and, um, you know, you can just give them yours and then just post it all together on the Facebook group. Because I think, you know, a, a lot of people could uh, benefit from uh, this uh, supplemental reading. Yeah. So that dude, make a, they need to stop sticking their dicks and everything, and these women need to stop opening their legs for everything. They pick up a book, and they will figure out the stuff that we figure it out. Yeah. So don't get all upset. Like one girl after we mess around while we do it. You came over here with the lingerie and stuff. Uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> she threw my ass on the bed. Right. Why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> she listening. Yeah, I'm talking about you, girl. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this was a great show, man. It, it really drained me. Mister Nine Zero looked like he drained too, man. We we drained. Have some good music going on in the background. We got some questions answered. I don't know after the DT. She might have knew that Shot Town was coming. She like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm gonna catch you, DT. <laughs> and we gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully, y'all, we gonna have another show. I might do two more shows, and then I'm gonna take a break for the season of Nothing But the Truth because we need to regather our thoughts. Me and Mister Nine One Zero. That's what Don wants gonna do. But we gotta we gotta put everything together and see what other shows we can do because we're gonna start hitting harder topics. We're really gonna get into stuff that you really need to know because I know a lot of young people listen to this show. And they're like, you know, you ought to talk about this. You need to talk about that. Well, we're about to get on it. And y'all need to pick up the phones and call. Don't be scared to call. I've been getting a bunch of comments, like, after the show, people call call me or talk to me through IMs or Facebook or Black Planet. Tell me, yeah, you know, you got a good show. You need to talk about it. Even my ex-girlfriend contacted me. I know she's probably listening. Tell me, you know, what have you learned from her? I say, you know, yeah. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, I'm like, this going to teach me shit about no relationship. <laughs> Not no A&T, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being real A&T about that hell. True, true. They're just trying to get that money, and, you know, if you get successful, don't forget about them. <laughs> that is all about donations. Hey, you remember one time, too? Yeah. Tell them how, how we can pay them back. Yeah, they, like, they told us that they wanted us to pay $1,000 a piece back, I think, or $10,000. Something like that. $10,000 a piece. Hey, what number job we working to get $10,000 a pop? <laughs> hey, y'all must be talking some dope up in this joint. <laughs> I can't help but drum. But that's another story for the time. <laughs> but i like to thank Mr. Chi-Town. Chi-Town, give out all your information. Okay, uh well um I do ha- I do um keep up a daily blog and uh, a daily website. Um you can uh, go to <laughs> Excuse me. You you can go to uh com. That's stop simping without the g movement.com. 
Uh, you can hit me up on there. Uh, my my email address is posted on there as well. Or you can hit me up at Shattown Flawless at StopSimpleMovement.com as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, I want to give out some information to our show. We're going to do some updates. We're going to take some photography, you know, so y'all know who Mr. 910 is. This dude is a serious dude. You heard him bring all these serious questions. I mean, damn, you know, head scratches. Yeah. You know, we're just going to work on some more stuff for the, the web page and MySpace. But the address, the address is this. For MySpace, it is www.myspace.com forward slash nbtruth. Yahoo email nb underscore truth at yahoo.com. Home site http colon forward slash forward slash home dot dot net forward slash squiggle loop brooks 1302. Now we have a voicemail. And don't be scared to use a voicemail. We cannot record your phone number. It doesn't work like that. You are remain anonymous. We won't call you back. You know, pass this message along. If you got questions or you got ideas for the show, let us know. The number is 641-715-3900-33271-POUND. And, again, we do do Fallen Men with Mr. 910 on there sometimes. You know, he might come on there Tuesdays or Thursdays or one of those days where occasionally Shottown comes on there. But we do talk about true stories of Fallen Men. And if you missed out on the last week's show, you really do need to go back on those two past shows because I really laid some game on some people on website I don't want to mention. Mr. 910 knows and Mr. Chi-Town knows. Y'all need to listen to that. Women can listen to it as well, too. I mean, I'm helping out guys to watch out, be real men, don't be falling down. I give true stories. I don't have to lie about it because it happens every day where I'm at. If you stayed in Greensboro for a good bit, you'll see the chaos that we see. But, again, <laughs> I want to thank Mr. Shytown coming out here and hitting us with straight game, giving us his opinion, and Mr. 910 as well, too. Thank you for having me, uh, Evan. And I wish, well, let me give, you know, Mr. 910, man, you know, do you have any thoughts to say anything for the show? You know, we about to wrap it up. Okay, I say, man, now listen to the show, call in, don't be afraid. And, you know, nothing but love here, the truth. You know, God bless, and everybody have a blessed night. Okay, okay. Well, I wish y'all a good evening. I have a special song for one of my friends, and you know who you are, so don't get mad. <laughs> oh, good. I'm about to roll out with this song. Uh, uh, a lot of super freaks out here. Yeah. <laughs> super ones, what, dude? Beat off your head. <laughs>
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.